At your heart center, they make a beautiful light. It is a warm healing light and your own unique light. As you breathe in and out, feel your light becoming stronger and stronger. Breathing in and out, the light starts to fill your entire body until you are the light. And I'd like you to imagine yourself sitting beside a pond. And and you're sitting beside the pond. And as you're breathing in and out, I want you to see your light reflected in the pond. And I want you to imagine that your light is filling this pond with love, with joy, with acceptance, compassion, empathy, all the wonderful qualities you embody are being reflected into this pond through your light. I'd like you to imagine that all of us are sitting around this pond, our beautiful lights connecting as we reflect in the water, our images shining back at us as we breathe in and out see our lights connecting and the pond filling up with our lights. Soon we are just sitting around a pond of pure healing light. We feel ourselves just accepting healing from this pond as we sit next to it. It is a beautiful, calm place where all healing is possible. Breathing in and out. Start to lose all sense of your body. You are just this light. This light is part of the pond. The pond is part of you. As you reflect back your light to the pond and the pond back to you. I'd like you to imagine all that we've put into our healing circle coming to the pond. Maybe they're drinking from the pond. Maybe they're just laying next to the pond, bathing in that beautiful healing light we're creating. Maybe they jump into the pond and swim. Whatever they want to take is perfectly acceptable to us because it's whatever anyone needs. Imagine yourself scooping your hands and drinking from the pond. Feel that beautiful healing pond water coming into your mouth, going down into your belly. Healing water from the pond heals you. But always remembering that you are part of this pond and the pond is part of you. This pond is always here for you to drink from. It's always here all the animals, people, and situations that you have put in your healing circle. They can come and benefit from this beautiful healing light. Let's just take a moment and sit in this healing space, taking from it whatever we need most.
Now I'd like you to bring yourself slowly back. And I'd like you to keep that healing feeling within you, knowing that you could always return to this pond to accept healing from it, knowing that you are a part of this pond, your healing light is a part of this pond. All of our healing lights are a part of this pond and you can draw from it at any time. I love this meditation. It's in the Reiki for Dogs book because it's a really wonderful visualization. I have a hard time visualizing. So the pond is actually really easy. And even though I said, imagine yourself becoming the light, you know, it does almost help to have envision that stooping up with your hands and drinking from that healing light and feeling that water come into your body. And sometimes that sensation helps us with our visualization and accepting of that healing water, that healing light. So lesson three is all about self-healing and the chair treatments. And it actually couldn't come at a better time for me because, like I said, when we were putting people and everyone into the healing circle, that I had to put my father into an assisted living home. And he lives in San Luis Obispo, and I'm all the way up in Portland. We're about, you know, 15 hours away from each other. And um, it's just been so hard. But the one thing that has really helped is reaching out to others. Of course, it's really nice to do that. And that's why it's always good to work with people and do exchanges if you can, because a lot of times when things happen to us in our life, um, it becomes really overwhelming and it's very hard for us to sit in that space. Even when it's our own animals, sometimes it can be really hard to sit in the space to, to like really get into that mode of letting go and just being, especially when things weigh really heavy on our hearts. And so it's always healing to reach out to others. So the chair treatments that are in the handout for lesson three are a really wonderful way for you to give back. And then if you have a Reiki practitioner friend, they can even practice that on you. You can do it at a Reiki share. But that's a really healing um, treatment to get, not, to not only to give to others, but to get for yourself. And then there's also in that handout self-healing positions. And for me personally, in the morning and at night is when I do the self-healing positions because putting your hands on your head, on your neck, on your chest, and on your belly are very healing. They feel really comforting, and it's a really nice way to give back to yourself and to generate that sense of like recharging yourself. I always recite the precepts as I'm doing the hand positions because I find that the precepts are really grounding and helpful, and I find myself repeating the precepts throughout the day because honestly, when we do that, like for example, I had a really bad situation when trying to find a place for my dad. First, I was very anxious um, all the way driving from San Jose to San Luis, which is like a four-hour, a three-and-a-half-hour drive. I was really anxious about what was going to be happening and what was I going to be able to get everything done because I only had two days to do it. I had to find a place and then make sure he was accepting the place and then get his things packed up and everything. So it was very stressful. But when I would stop, and do my hard breathing and say the precepts. And when I got to like my hotel, put my hand positions on myself, I found that I could comfort myself a lot better. I was not getting carried away by my emotions. And so the morning of 
me meeting the person who was going to take me around. You know, I just said the precepts before meeting him and just really, really got into that space of no anger, no worry, and really trusting that everything was going to work out. It, I didn't have to worry. But it's easy to say that. It's easy to even recite the precepts. But sometimes situations in our life are overwhelming and really too much. Like what I did with my dad, you know, I could kind of get a hold of that. But for instance, when Kathleen was diagnosed with breast cancer, that was really devastating for her. For me as her friend, I just couldn't even imagine, you know, it's, and you feel helpless as a friend. And um, she just really was great because she's like, okay, I'm too messed up right now to meditate, so I'm going to start looking to others. And I would meditate with her, and that's when the meditation with the animals from care came into play and just really getting into that space because sometimes you have situations like Kathleen's where a health situation occurs and you get really overwhelmed and carried away. I will say, though, that during that whole time, Kathleen really tried to stay in the positive. She reached out. She um, had Reiki treatments done to her, um, asked the group, you know, when she had to go in for, like, her MRI, when she had to go in for her surgery. We reached out to people on the Yahoo group and um, friends and family and said, can you please send healing during this time? And it was really amazing because during the process, a lot of things went right. Of course, it's horrible to get breast cancer. But the things that went right during that time were that she got a lot deeper into her practice. Um, She was able to really go deeper with certain exercises and from the support of her teachers and the support of her, um, you know, friends who do Reiki. And she was able to kind of stay on top of that fear. And during that process, um, she had a mastectomy, but they were able to save her nipples. Her recovery time was, I mean, one thing about Kathleen is she's very regimented. She, like, follows all the instructions. She takes her medicine as she should. She follows things to the T. And so it, even though it was a bad experience, everything worked really, really well. And, I mean, we during that time, she and I even became closer than we already were. And there was one time where we laugh about it. But it was so when they she went in for her mastectomy, they gave her um, a pain like wire. They put it inside of you, and it has I don't know it it can like um, I guess shoot out pain medication. But we had to pull it out, and I had to pull it out of her breast. And I pulled out like a foot, and there was a little red line. I'm like, oh okay, okay. We you know I'm at the end, but I wasn't. I ended up pulling like six feet out of her, and the whole time we're like, okay, we're just gonna breathe. We're just going to breathe. And we just like, you know, okay, this is, this is so much. This is so crazy, but we're just going to do this. We're just going to do it. And it was so funny. I mean, there were so many funny times that happened during that really dark time in her life. But the thing that happened out of all of it was that, like I said, she was deeper in her practice. Um, She realized that, you know, during times of overwhelm that you do have something that can help you. You have your practice. You have others that do practice. Like even in this class, you know, we're bonded. So if something happens, reach out. You know, I, 
I'm going to care. And a lot of people who have issues, they'll reach out to Kathleen and I and say, oh, you're going to care? Could you please put me in the healing circle? And what that means is I just start every day setting the intention that all who need healing go in this beautiful circle of the students. And I don't say it out loud to the students, um, but I just, that's my intention. And people really benefit from that healing because when we also go out with the animals, I ask the animals for their support, for the people who need it, and for the animals who need it. And they are so incredibly healing, especially the alligators and the crocodile and the big cats. You know, their energy is just so big and powerful. And, you know, there's, there's things that happen. So when Kathleen, she didn't have to have radiation, but then two years later, the medication that she was on, didn't work. It was supposed to keep the the cancer at bay and the cancer came back. And so she had to do radiation and then the radiation uh, collapsed her implant. But during those times, it seemed really bad. You know, of course you get the news and it's really bad, but then it was like, you know what, we can handle this. And she was so strong. And we used to say, you know what, fuck cancer. You can do this. And we used to teeth. It's like, you know what, it, fuck cancer. Cancer is nothing. You know, we've been through ups and downs. Cancer is certainly not going to stop Kathleen from doing the great work that she's doing. And it didn't. And now she is six years out and she has no breast cancer and she's healthy and she's happy. And you know what? It was a dark time, but she says now she wouldn't trade it because she really learned a lot and got a lot deeper. And a lot of times things that happen in our lives they seem so overwhelming and so just devastating. And, you know, I know a lot of us, like for me, I have businesses and there are days when it's like, you know what, how are we even going to eat? And things always work out. And it's such a great thing to have this practice because this practice is all about self-healing. This practice is about getting ourselves balanced and into a very calm, compassionate energy that we can use to then connect with animals and with each other. And sometimes these problems that happen in our life, if we can just look at it like, okay, this is a time for me to practice. And this is a time for me to look, to reach out for support from others and feel that healing so that we can go deeper into that space and really reaching out to your animals. Your animals love to help and support you. And I always reach out to my dogs when it's really bad. I just go sit with my dogs and I just share that space with them. But I couldn't share that space with them if I didn't have the tools to help myself kind of let go of things. Because if I come to them and I'm like, you know, they're just like, whoa, whoa, that's too much, you know, so I have to really calm myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to calm myself so I can be with them. But it's really the difference between this way that you're learning and maybe another way that you learned is this is really all about yourself. It's about clearing up your own stuff. It's about letting go. It's about using this to really clear some of those, um, you know, blockages that we're carrying around with us that we don't even put on ourselves that sometimes others put on us and they, you know, our self-esteem is affected. And so we carry these things like, you know, um, Almost like, you know, when you, I don't know if any of you have done cord cutting, but it's like that same thing where we're attracting all these cords and then we're just weighted down. And really our practice helps us release those cords. When we're open, when we're expansive, nothing can attach to us. Franz always gives this great analogy of if you look at yourself as a box 
but you have these boundaries, you have these borders, you can't connect to others, you know, you're putting up these, um, like, even like the protections, right? You put up all these things to, quote, protect yourself. Then you've got walls. And you can be kicked, right? You have something for people to push against. As other, like when we're angry at someone, then, then they can be angry at us because we're giving something for them to push against, right? Or if we're worried, and then we go to someone, I'm really worried, and then they're like, oh, I'm really worried too, and then you're both pushing against this, right? But when we're open and expansive and we can let go, then these problems, these things just go through us. It's like, oh, yeah, that was a bad situation, and... It just goes through you. You don't attach to it. And it's like the analogy they gave you where, like, if you're holding your phone in your two hands and your two hands represent, you know, the width of your, of your mind and that, that phone is your problem, then your problem is huge. But when you're expansive through your practice and you start to, like, bleed out into the room and, like, Vicki had said, she's, you know, out into the town, out everywhere, your, ener- your energy and your mind are just so expansive that problem then becomes really small and it's just a blip and so the great thing about this practice is is that it really gives us those tools to see our problems as a blip and not as a devastating situation or something that's going to hurt us for forever it's not you know we change daily we change all the time situations come situations go and I know that you all can think about situations that seemed so devastating, so just debilitating, yet they were solved and life went on and it was okay. And you look back now and go, well, it really wasn't as bad as maybe I made it. And so it's really important that we really look to each other, one, and to try your best to practice every day, even if it's just saying the precepts. That's an easy practice to do. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it constantly throughout this class. That is a life-changing meditation. It is a meditation that you will find yourself walking around in just a couple weeks with less anger, less worry. You'll be more compassionate. You will be more humble. You will, be, you will find the ability to be more honest in a loving, compassionate way. And really, when you use the precepts, like if you think about when you're having a disagreement with someone and you need to talk to them, if you talk through the veil of the precepts with no anger, no worry, with honesty, with humility, and with compassion, then really you can't go wrong. And in that space of the precepts, there is no me, right? You, when you think about it, it, it is not about you. There is no me. It's about others. It's about a connection. It's about we're all one. So if we're all one, really the kind of me disappears. You're, you're not really a me anymore. We're all one. We're all one big being together. And together there is no separation of me and you. It's just we are all one. So in that space of the precepts, you can really connect to that. And, and in that space, you can find yourself able to speak without anger, worry, and whatever it is, and, and talk to people and maybe speak your truth, but in a loving and compassionate way that others can then relate to. And it's not like everyone's going to be going, oh, okay, I agree with you, or I, but it allows you to see the other person's side and allows the other person to be open possibly to seeing your side of it. 
And it doesn't always work. And there are times when people put up walls and, you know, you can only do what you can do. But once you're able to release your truth, then, then you can let it go. And that's what the precepts really help us do too. So I really want to, to just bring home that we all have issues, we all have problems, and this lesson three is great to come back to for the self-healing, for the chair treatments, and then always, always, always the precepts. So I'm going to um, read Emma's homework, and then I'm going to open it up to all of you. Um, so Emma uh, said that uh, it's taken her a while to be comfortable with the healing bridge. At first, I was too rigid about the visualization of a bridge. I've relaxed this, and sometimes it is a cloud, sometimes it is a mist, sometimes a field, sometimes it just is, and I can't describe it. I found that it always it isn't always a good meditation to do at night. So Emma is resitting this class, and you're both welcome to resit this class. Um, Emma uh, has taken it before, and so that's why she has some experience with the Healing Bridge, and I just want to say that. So I found that it isn't always a good meditation to do at night in bed before sleep. Sometimes the number of animals and our people who show up seem to cause the dog some discomfort. Too much going on right before falling asleep. That being said, I have found that the more often I use this meditation, the more open in general I seem to be to animals just showing up during a regular meditation. I think this is good. One experience this week stands out. During this meditation, the number of animals and people who came was so great that it felt as if I could feel their weight on the bridge. Many I knew, many I didn't. Some were on this plane of existence, some clearly not. They just kept coming and coming, streaming onto the bridge. Finally, everyone settled down, just a multitude of animals and people as far as I could see. What touched me was that it wasn't my sharing Reiki with them. It was a simultaneous giving and receiving, a true sharing. Perhaps they came and gave more to me than I to them. It was very peaceful and uplifting. And uplifting. It made me realize that I am never alone if I open myself beyond what I can see. It was also a lesson in how important it is to be Reiki that there is a a ripple effect of compassion beyond time and space, not only when we are in the presence of others, but in the privacy of our own mind and heart. It is really a responsibility to practice a precept, not just recite them in meditation. So that's funny that she said that. I didn't read this before class, and so that's funny that she actually said that about the precepts. I love what Emma said about the, that in that space, that she felt that it was, a giving and receiving because honestly when we give when we we give in this space that we're practicing in we also receive because it's a very open and compassion space and we're all one right and so you are giving but you are also receiving whatever it is that that person is offering or that animal and with the animals you can really feel that giving and receiving because they're so patient with us they're so loving to us and even in that space of when they're sick and ill if you are open to just being, you'll find that they will also be healing you as you're helping to support that space for healing for them. And it is a really beautiful space to share, which is another reason why we have to practice to let go of all the things that we're carrying on, our worry and our anger. So I also, <clears throat> excuse me, I love that, that she was seeing that it was a true sharing. When she imagined that, I'm sorry, I have to take a drink of water. Sorry about this. Gosh, sorry about that. But she was she was also realizing that they maybe had been giving more to her and that it was a very peaceful and uplifting meditation. 
just reach out and ask for some support because, you know, as you're, as you're experiencing, because you're anxious, it's really hard to get in that space. It's really hard to let go. But sometimes if we get a treatment or we're, you know, and we're exchanging Reiki, then we can really kind of let go of that, even just for that moment. Mm-hmm. In, in one mm-hmm. of the classes um, that we had, um, one of the ladies, her husband had passed away right before class started. And she, you know, God love her, she still did the class. And um, she volunteered at a shelter and she went to sit with the cats. You know, that's who she would, uh, was offering Reiki to all the time. And she said um, one day she went in there and she sat with them and she said, you know, for 10 minutes she was able to just find peace and not have worry or that anxiousness or, you know, sadness. And she said it was so healing, um, just that 10 minutes with the class. And it didn't change what happened. It didn't change how she felt. But at least she was able to have that space of healing. And even those 10 minutes of healing can really help mm-hmm. us just recharge us and, and yeah. help us get back up and on our feet. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, my uh, nine-year-old husband, he's been coming to me, <laughs> not physically, Aww. but in my head, and yeah. uh, giving me kisses. <laughs> so, oh, that's so sweet. I mean, it's very uh, enjoyable. But he's never done that before. I mean, this is not something that, you know, uh, this is new. In fact, he was just here. He just left. He was oh, that's just so funny. Me. Yeah, yeah, but he he and I have a deep connection, and he's uh, oh, obviously, yeah. He wants you to know that he's thinking about you and giving you kisses and thinking, you know, he has so much love for you. That's so amazing. That's such a sweet image, and that's and that's really healing, right? Because he loves you so much and is trying to make you feel. Don't be stressed. I love you. It's okay. You know, I think that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, I've been through cancer twice, and I'm still here. <laughs> that's what he said. No, I right. don't know what that was. But, that, but he's, you know, he wants you to know he's here. He's thinking about you. He yeah. loves you. Um, you know, he misses you. If you're not in the same room with him, he's thinking about you. That's that's so beautiful. And how nice mm-hmm. to have that deep connection with that animal, and just and how much he brings to your life. Um, that's so wonderful. We need that. Definitely. Well, thank you so I also much. Did this oh, with, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to discuss yeah, the, yeah, please, uh, please. healing. I did it with my spouse, and it, it was oh, wonderful. Like, yeah. So at first I did the the uh, Hera, you know, Yeah. Uh-huh. and I started hers, and then I started mine, and then I did the chair, and it was uh, much, I don't want to say uh, cleaner, it was, it, you know, it it just, I don't know if it was a deeper connection, but it felt fresher and nicer or more relaxing and releasing. I yeah. really liked it. it well, it was, you know, as Sui believes that, I mean, Sui didn't do all the hand positions. I think that was Dr. Um, uh, Hiroshi or whatever his name is, the, the doctor that, mm-hmm. um, I, I, wait, Hayashi. Dr. Hayashi was the one that did all the hand positions. Um, that wasn't Usui that did that. So I right. believe that um, if you healed your mind, your body would follow, right? 
So he right. didn't need, you know, there weren't a bunch of massage tables around when Asui was doing right. this, right? He could just sit across right. from people. And so and that's what the chair treatment really shows us that. And even what's really great about that, that the next step from that chair treatment is just kind of either just with your hands on their shoulder, because people like touch, right? You know, if you just stand behind them without right. touching. But just standing mm-hmm. there with your hands on their shoulders and just creating that space and letting them feel that, or are your hands on the side of their head or even on their crown, just you don't even have to do all those positions. You could even find just one and right. you know, or two yeah. that you like. And just because your energy is really what they're, they're feeling, they're feeling that calm yeah. energy. That, and it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful space to be in, isn't it? It is, but I really like doing the hair more than the hand position. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. It's, I, I do too. Um, because, you know, the hands, it's, so in Franz's class, um, actually Franz is coming up to where you are. Aren't you close to Seattle, Vicki? Yes, yes. So I'm Franz near Tacoma. Oh, yeah. So Franz is, uh, Franz is having a class up there. Um, I wonder if he's having a, a Reiki day because sometimes he opens it up to a Reiki day. But um, but anyway, so he has a practice where in class he'll have us all stand in a circle and then we'll have one person in the middle and we all put our hands up, you know, like we're going to do um, Reiki on, with them, you know, putting your hands out. And then he has us, you know, we do that for about 10 minutes. And then he has us do it by just standing with our arms, you know, out. And mm-hmm. either on your hara, you can have your hands on your hara, you can have your hands by your side. But then, you know, also just, and then it's so much stronger always when we do that, when we let go of the hands, because the hands kind of distract us in a way, you know, we're, we're focusing more on what our hands are doing instead of right. really focusing on that breathing. And that's really what's calming us and creating that space is the breath. Right. It's not these hands. So, mm-hmm. so that's interesting that, that you like that more. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, even so before I had dogs of all this, I just used to open my crown up and put a couple uh-huh. of symbols in and say, okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, so intuitively you kind of already were doing that. Yeah, you yeah, know? I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really wonderful. That's, that, and that happens a lot in these classes. I think that's why people are drawn to this class too is they, they say that a lot, like intuitively. I know Stephanie's the same thing. Um, she mentioned that in the first call the first class, you know, intuitively she kind of was already doing some of this stuff, and I think that's really wonderful. So so let's open it up to Stephanie now. Thank you so much, Vicki. I appreciate that. Um, and Stephanie, um, do you want to share? Yes. Oh, wait, do I have her? Oh, okay, here um, she is. So I, yeah, I was muted too, sorry. Um, so I oh, did okay. the, um, the bridge meditation. Um, I connected with a pet that I had when I was like 10 or 12 years old and um it was a a small green parrot and it behaved just like a dog would would follow me around the house will eat off my plate if i let her and Mm -hmm. it was she was always on my shoulder everywhere i went play with my hair um so literally it was just like having a puppy in the house and uh, And she, um, I had put her in, in the bathroom so that she would be safe from my grandma's cat that was uh-huh. uh, in the area at the moment. And she drowned in the bathroom. So oh. um, my parrot did. And so uh, that was mm-hmm. my first devastating pet um, loss. Mm-hmm. So 
um, when I was opening the bridge, I didn't know if it was going to be my my last pet that I lost, which was a, a bunny, or or mm-hmm. what. And the parrot came came through and came and it's like, well, I just connected with you. I want to talk with you and just remind you all the wonderful moments that um that I had Aww. next to you. Oh, it was so yeah. And um, so all these memories that I have not that I have not had in over thirty years. Here they all mm-hmm. come. <laughs> and um, so I'm remembering all those moments, all those places, all those activities mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. all the feelings that went with that. And it was just beautiful. And it was, um, uh, it wasn't sad. And she gave me a, a better perspective as to why she left. Um, mm-hmm. So it was not her natural environment. It was not her, you know, her habitat. Um, living in a house is not where she should be, and so it was very strange, unfamiliar territory for her to go around. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, she enjoyed it while she was with me, but it was not something that would be permanent for her. And so um, I didn't know that at the moment when I lost her, I was just devastated. I'm not thinking, oh, you know, rationally, <laughs> right? Um, of course, especially not at 10 or 12 years old. I mean, what what, what do I know about anything? <laughs> Um, right, right. And, and so she told me all this information um, in the meditation today, so I was, like, so happy. And, um, yeah, so that was that was very uh, unexpected that she would come through. I mean, that was always 30 years ago. So that was really sweet. Oh, that's really wonderful. Well, it's interesting, like, this healing bridge, it brings those, like, memories. It's like what Vicky experienced also, you know, when she had the, the flashbacks of her dog and the good times. And I think that that's what the animals show us. It's like... I, you know, I loved you and I, we had good times and, you know, don't worry that everything is fine. And, and they help us, especially like you as a child, you had a lot of guilt maybe. And then she mm-hmm. came to you and, and like helps you release that, right? She helps you yes. to say it's okay. And that's so powerful. It's such a powerful meditation for that purpose. It's, it just really helps us to forgive ourselves and realize that animals, they have so much forgiveness for us. It's us that don't forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And um, I, I agree with Vicky as well with the with the hair. I mean, it just, it's just such a powerful foundation to get started with uh, all mm-hmm. the, the work with the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't experienced that before. So as you were saying, I mean, when you do the regular Reiki, you focus more on, on your hands and the hands positions and, you know, proceeding with... Uh, although I was doing... Just, I have always done it like free-handed because I just know it's just a flow of energy. So regardless mm-hmm. what you do, what position, the the being that needs to receive the the healing will. Um, so, but but still, you you have the tendency to just focus on the hand. So um, this is so uh, refreshing to just focus uh, in, internally to go within, and it's so powerful. You feel the heat in in your right. um, in your chakra. You feel the the tingling uh, all over your body, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you can sense that that energy and that light just keeps expanding, expanding, expanding as you keep breathing in and breathing out. So that is not something I had big experience with the traditional Reiki before, and uh, right. it's just uh, amazing. I can some of my meditations I am just you know because there's no limits and nobody tells me you know. No, and so I just keep going. So instead of feeling the room, I just feel in the the country, and then I continue, and I feel in the whole entire planet, 
and I just visualize all the guys you know, receiving all the healing. And so, I mean, animals that are not even, you know, <laughs> visible to yeah. me, I don't care. I'm just like, all of it. And, um, yeah, because yeah, it feels so powerful. So I am loving it. I really am. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And I know it's you and Vicky and, of course, Emma, you know, it's, it's always wonderful when it clicks, you know, and you kind of, it, a lot of people say it's almost like um, the missing piece. Like they kind of knew intuitively that maybe there was something more or to go deeper. And with these teachings, which, you know, we're so blessed to share, um, you can really experience it. And and really with the animals, it's, it is the only way that you can really experience that true deep connection. And as you're finding, like with the healing bridge, you're not using your hands. You don't have to be present. And it's not even like it's um, a distant treatment. It's, there is a really deep connection. You really feel the animals when they come. And, um, and you know, and it's real. And, I, and as I said before in previous classes, you know, with that experience with the tigers, I'm so incredibly grateful to them because they taught me that, you know, in that year when I was meditating with them, that there is no time and space. And I wasn't making up the feeling that, that they were with me, that they truly were. Because when I saw them again, their, their just joy in seeing me and, and the Makoto seeing Kathleen, that you can't make that up. I mean, it's, it's just, it's real. And so I felt like that was the biggest lesson that the animals taught me ever was just that, you know, a lot of times, like even with the healing bridge, you could feel like, well, maybe I'm making this up. Maybe this isn't real, but you feel it on such a deep level. It, it, you just know it to be true. And then, and I did, but I always had some doubts, but then the tiger showed me, you're not making it up. This is so real. So I want you to to both take away from that too, that it, it might seem sometimes like, Oh, you know, this happened, that happened, but it is so real. And, um, it is what the animals show us. It's only our minds that limit us, right? I mean, our minds limit how we think anything's possible. Our minds are like, okay, well, my energy can only go this far, or well, I can't connect to an animal that I don't know, or I can't connect really to an animal that's past. It's, it's only our minds that limit our energy and our possibilities. And so this, I love this practice because it really helps us to let go of those limitations and to be open to something bigger and better and 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 really the the animals they show us all the time that this is exactly what they want just like I was sharing with you how the horses stood behind me when I was just looking out and just doing my meditation it's you may think that you have to be with them and then like okay now I'm expanding my energy to you and so okay now you can come in you know it's not even that it's when your energy is balanced it, they, that's how they connect to each other and that's how they want to connect to you because your energy is so open and like theirs is, right? You don't have any anger. You don't have any worry. You're being humble, honest, and compassionate. In that space, that's how they connect to each other. And so, of course, they're going to want to connect to you. And they show us that when we are, like when we practice our Reiki throughout our day, like when we can practice this stop and just kind of keep that energy with us, that it's a lot easier for us to connect. It's a lot easier for us to handle situations. Because you think about, um, you know, for World Animal Reiki Day, we went to the zoo, and people, some people didn't want to go because it makes them so sad to see the animals in the cages. But the animals teach us that 
a cage doesn't define you. A cage isn't the end of the world. The cage isn't the end of your life, but you adapt and you, you can have happiness. You can have joy. You can be content. And I, of course, it's ideally, it's not the best place for them, but they show us that it's okay. And they show us that, you know what, sometimes we build our own cages and our own cages are more debilitating than their physical cages because our mind creates these bars for us that we feel that we can't get out of. And, and, you know, we torture ourselves with these things, but even like world animal Reiki day, I can't remember if I shared this or not. So I apologize if it's a repeat, but when we were there with the crocodiles, you know, we were sharing the space, but we were talking because you can still talk in that space. You can have, be in that meditative space and have a conversation and it doesn't take you out of space. So as we were talking quietly you know, you're talking calmly because that space is what it brings. Um, we were with the crocodiles, and one was hidden away. You couldn't even see him. I found him. I had to look kind of at this corner, and he was way in the corner. You couldn't even see him. So I stood with him and talked to him and offered to make him. And then we went over by this other little crocodile whose face was at the bottom. Oh, did I send you guys the pictures of this? Did I send nope. you the pictures of the crocodile? Okay. So the crocodile we were talking about him and I said, oh, he looks to be like he's six foot. So he stood up and it was so beautiful. He stood up and showed us how tall he was. And wow. he just stood there. He just stood, he floated up, stood there, poked his little eyes out. And we were talking about, oh my gosh, he's so big and beautiful. Cause I said, I think he's about six foot. And after I said that, he just went Whoop, and stood up. I was like, oh yeah, he's like six foot. And then he like, we talked about it, and then he just slowly came back down and rested where he was. And it was so amazing and so cute and just, you know, it, and it just reinforces the fact that when we see them, when we acknowledge them, and, and meanwhile, the other crocodile came out and started swimming around for us. You know, he came mm-hmm. out of his little hiding because we were like, oh, you know, we, we appreciate you and, and you don't have to come out for us and we love you and we so appreciate everything you do. And then after a couple minutes of us sitting with the other crocodile, he came out so that he can have, you know, appreciation. And it was oh. just, it shows us that animals really want that and they accept it and they're grateful for us and they enjoy it. You know, it brings happiness to them like it brings happiness to us. So it's just so important for us as we go throughout our day to keep that space because you never know who's going to come into it and what joy you can bring that being, whether it be the crocodile or have it be just a person or even helping yourself get over, you know, the stress of a situation or, you know, anything. Um, it's just a really amazing practice to have. And the animals really just enforce this practice for us. So I encourage you to look to your own animals. And I know Stephanie, you're out with your farm animals to look to the animals for support. I mean, it's like, you know, Vicky's dog is showing her that he's here and she's stressed out and he cares about her. He loves her with all his heart and he wants her to see. I mean, she's getting images of him, you know, licking her. I mean, he's, he's showing her I'm here. And I think that's so beautiful that they're that connected. But when we're open, right, that connection can go even deeper. Um, we can get even more lessons from our animals because they're always there showing us and talking to us. But a lot of times our brain is just going blah, 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 and we can't hear it. So this practice is great for letting that go and just kind of being in that space of peace and quiet. And then anything is possible in that space, which the animals show us. 
So that's pretty much all I had. Um, oh, I will say really quickly, because I was, uh, Vicki, if you go on Franz's site, he's not doing a level three. He's doing a, um, a level one and a level two. And he's doing a level one on the 24th and 20, oh wait, the 23rd and 24th. And he's doing a level two on the 25th, I think. Wait, where is this? Um, yeah, the 25th, and then the 26th is the Reiki play date, but the Reiki play date, I guess, is only open to previous students. I didn't think he did that, but I guess he does. So, so he is in, um, he's, he's at Bainbridge Island in Washington. I think that's what, like an oh, hour yeah. from you? It yeah. is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't come. He comes once a year. Um, so if you couldn't go this year, he will be back next year. He comes every year to the Seattle area in February. <clears throat> and um, and then he's <coughs> on the East Coast. I'm so sorry, ladies. I don't know why. I've got such a bad cough. So I think I'm going to close for tonight, even though we're a few minutes early. <coughs> so if you have questions, okay. just thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank yes, you so much, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank have you. a great week. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.